Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Beyond organic sleep. Marinero, the sick podcast. And the Montreal Canadiens now have a two games to nothing lead. On the Winnipeg Jets, they went to Winnipeg. They won game one. Mark Shifley with a terrible hit on Jake Evans in the final minute of the game. Department of Player Safety gives them a four-game suspension. The Montreal Canadiens take advantage. They win game two. Carey Price with the shutout and joining me right now on the Sick Podcast from the Winnipeg Sun. Scott Billick, how you doing, bud? I'm doing good. Yeah, how are you guys? Very well. Thanks for doing this. The Sick Podcast, the show is brought to you by... Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Go to myessentia.com slash sickpod and see why Essentia is the mattress of choice for many athletes, including over 25% of professional hockey players. Use code sickpod for a free pillow with your purchase. Essentia, beyond organic sleep. Scott, speaking of sleep, it seemed like the Winnipeg Jets, without Mark Shifley, wanted to play a defensive game, and the Canadians were okay with that. And once Tyler Toffoli broke a scoreless draw in the second, it seems like the Canadians just put Winnipeg to sleep. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I don't really know how else to describe it other than that. It's a very good, you know, pretty much a detailed description. I mean, the Jets, you know, essentially, they had a good first period. I, I you know, I think we can probably both agree. I mean, the Jets came out in, in, in a much better fashion than they did in game one. You know, I think that kind of whole rust versus rest kind of thing played into Winnipeg's or played against Winnipeg in game one, but in game two, um, you know, the Jets came out with a little bit, couldn't get it. I mean, there was just no, Winnipeg's bounces tonight just weren't there. Um, they, they they kind of bemoaned that after the game. Bounces weren't there, kind of pucks just bobbling. There were a lot of friendly fire tonight for the Jets. And yeah, Montreal played a sound game. I mean, you know, there wasn't, I wouldn't say there was a lot of chances either way. I mean, Montreal obviously had some of the better chances, a couple two-on-ones. Eric Stahl breakaway with, uh, you know, 10 seconds left uh, roughly in, in, in the second period there. But, yeah, it, you know, I'm just uh, – it, it's tough for the Jets when you're without Mark Shifley, you're without Dylan DeMello, no Paul Stasny, um, and and you have a world-class goaltender, and he does everything you would you would expect him to do, and you don't give him at least one goal. And and at the end of the day, I mean, you know, one goal obviously decided that ga- this game – uh, the Jets did not have, you know, anything in them to, 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 you know, to find an equalizer yeah. even late. I mean, there was pressure late on in that third period. It, it wasn't enough. I mean, you know, the, the problem with this team is that, and, and it could have been two nothing if not for Neil Pionk just sliding across the ice to make a, you know, an incredible save. Essentially, it kind of a two pad stack there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was just yeah, it was. I would say it was uninspiring from a team that 
you know, needed, I, I don't say, you know, the, obviously you don't need to win game two, but going down to nothing, going back to, to Montreal, to the Bell Center, where there's going to be, you know, I assume some fans still yeah. in, in, in the stands there. I mean, you know, there were some fans here tonight, but it's just, you know, it's not, it, it's not, it, it just, it didn't come together for the Jets and, and they really need to find that offensive firepower that they have, even without Mark Shifley in the lineup. He's Scott Billick of uh, the Winnipeg Sun. The Montreal Canadiens beat the Winnipeg Jets 1-0 in Game 2 of their series. You can go to sportbuffshop.com for all of your officially licensed sports apparel and more. Use code 615 for 15% off on all of their items. Any one of your favorite hockey teams or any sport for that matter. All right, let's backtrack if we can. The decision came down and Mark Shifley was given four games. Agree or disagree with the decision and why? I agree with the decision to suspend him um, for sure. Four games, you know, it's tough. I've, I've hummed and hawed on this. I changed my mind on the night that it happened in game one after game one. You know, I, I, it, it 100% deserved a suspension. I question four games only because it's the playoffs for one. And we know that suspensions are often shorter in the playoffs, right? We, we hear about this kind of two-to-one yeah, ratio. Correct. Um, my, my, my issue is it was a – the hit was so uncalled for, you know? Like, he I, clearly I wasn't what, playing the puck, yeah, right? Like, exactly. And I get what Mark Scheifele trying to say. You know, you're trying to stop a goal. But the video evidence shows, and it's plain as day, that Mark Scheifele did not try to stop the goal before the puck went in the net. Um, I get it. I get it. You're, you're, you're flying in from center ice. You're trying to make a play. You realize you're probably not going to be able to make a puck play without poking it in your own net. So instead you try and blow up the other player. Mark Shifley did that to devastating effect. I mean, don't get me wrong. That, that, yeah. that it was a gnarly hit, a, a, a bad, a vicious hit with, with, with terrible consequences. Scott, I would add, I would add he was neutralized and contained all game long. Not only that, Suzuki yeah. scored the third goal while he was on the ice. You can tell. It was not Shifley's night, and the frustration was adding up. You could see that, and I, I think you saw that, too, when Shifley took the penalty in the third period. He's kind of on Ben Sherratt, kind of, you know, whatever. And, and But the, the thing that, that, that stuck out to me about that was when Shifley was going to the, the bench, and, and the ref was in the far – I'm looking at the ice right now, looking down on it. He was in the far end, the one of the refs that called the penalties. And, and Shifley kind of does this. He points to the ref, and Shifley doesn't do that very often, right? Very level-headed player. He, he does complain sometimes about the calls, but at the end of the day here, you know, the, the, the suspension was warranted. It, was it warranted for four games? That, that's, you know, will always be up for debate. But Shifley was going to miss at least a game, if not two. Now he's missing four. And and we saw tonight, I mean, that you know, that line, that top line with where so I, game two, you know, we, we saw that top line of, of, of Pierre-Luc Dubois, and, and Kyle Connor and Blake Beeler just wasn't the shame as it was when Mark Shifley was centering that line. That line yeah. was dominant in game one. In game two, obviously, without Shifley there, it, it had n- not nearly the same effect. Scott, and, I'll take it a step a further if I can. I'll take it a step further if I can. He's Scott Billick of the Winnipeg Sun. I'm Marinero. You're listening and watching The Sick Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Sick Podcast. Now they're without their number one centerman. Yeah. And now their power play all of a sudden has become a bad power play. You've lost your best power play guy that you had throughout the entire regular season. That guy is uh, is the straw that stirs the drink. Yeah. He makes everyone around him better, and he's out of the lineup. And 
That was, we know it was a bad decision by Mark Shifley. And look, series can change like that with one injury or one suspension. But I'd be willing to say right now that if the Montreal Canadiens don't suffer a significant injury between now and the end of the series, I'd be willing to say that Mark Shifley has lost the Jets the series. It's certainly up for debate, right? And we saw it last year here in Winnipeg. Um, well, obviously it was in the bubble in Cal- in Edmonton, but you know, when Marsh Shifley went down injured, I mean, different situation, but still the same effect, right? No top line center five minutes into that series against the Calgary Flames. And from there, and the Jets were a lot thinner last year. Um, but that said, it, you could see it, right? You, like you mentioned, the power play, um, you know, just five on five even. I mean, the Jets just weren't generating a lot five on five tonight. And, and the power play was, I'll say, it was very bad. It was atrocious tonight. And, of course, they get scored on, too. You know, Tyler Toffoli takes advantage of a, you know, an error by the Jets and, and rifles one, uh, you know, behind Connor Hellebuck on the only goal of the game. But, I mean, these are, you know, when you're down your, your star players, you can't be letting in shorthanded goals, and especially yeah. when you're not generating a lot. And you, you, you almost feel bad for Connor Hellebuck because, like Carey Price, you know, there wasn't a lot of run support. But Connor Hellebuck, like Carey Price, doesn't always need a lot. Sometimes you just need that one goal. And obviously, Toffoli scored that for for Montreal in the game, and 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 the Jets couldn't find a goal for 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 Connor Hellebuck to work with. And Speaking that, that of was the story of the game, right? Let's say this: in the third period, he kept his team in the yeah. game. I mean, he made two stops off of Jesperi Kakanyemi, uh, one stop off of Paul Byron. Uh, yeah. He made one stop off of Nick Suzuki. Uh, I'm probably even forgetting one or two, but he made some big stops in that third period. And listen, it wasn't the most entertaining game in the world, but we have to say it was an awesome goaltending battle. It's the Sick Podcast, the shout-out to Excellent Photo Century, located close to downtown shopping and university ships to all of Canada, professional staff at the store and online to help you choose the gear you really need. He is uh, Scott Bellick of the Winnipeg Sun. I'm Marinero. You talked about Pierre-Luc Dubois before. Yeah. In Shifley's absence, he's asked to center that number one line. Scott, he was invisible in game two. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good, right? I mean, you know, there there was a couple times where I'm like, okay, he's getting into it physically, right? This is what you want from Pierre-Luc Dubois. We saw it earlier in the regular season. When this guy's engaged physically, he's he, he's a bit of a dominant guy. We've seen it in the playoffs before, yeah. uh, you know, against Toronto, against Tampa. This guy can do it, right? He he can show up on this level. He's been flat, and, and there's really no other way to put it, right? I mean, We've here in Winnipeg tried to, I don't want to say we're making excuses. I mean, it's been a tough year for Pierre-Luc Dubois getting traded, bad divorce from his old team, coming here to Canada, obviously having to quarantine, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, It's not it, it's it's not a good time, right? But he hasn't found his legs. And I think that's the biggest thing that's affecting him. You could see it. I mean, there was times he's just trying to work a man, trying to, trying to get behind a guy. Nope, stymied. Some guy would hit him, whatever. It wasn't happening. Um this is his opportunity right now, you know, to make a mark on this team, on this series, uh, on this city, really. Because fans, you know, to be frank, have kind of lost a little bit of faith in this guy. Here's the guy who came in for Patrick Laine. You're hoping he has a similar sort of effect that Patrick Laine had on this team. Uh, you know, obviously Patrick Laine fell on some hard times at times. Yeah. But but Dubois just, he hasn't shown up yet. But he did they, score 40 really, goals at one point, right? Yep. They just need, they need him to show up in game three. I mean, if you're going to do it pretty much in front of your, you know, a home, you know, where you grew up, um, they need guys like him, especially him 
to 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 show up and and put in a performance that helps them win a game. Obviously, Carey Price was perfect in game two. He was impenetrable. It yeah. just it seemed like when you were watching the game that if he saw the puck and it wasn't going to get deflected, he was going to stop it. And I, I would even say, even when he didn't see the puck, and we see this a lot with Connor Hellebuck here, it's sound positioning, right? And Carey Price, yeah. I mean, obviously, it, it, what can we say about Carey Price that hasn't been said in terms of how great he is? Um, Connor Hellebuck has that kind of style too where as long as he's in the position, those deflected shots aren't going to find their way behind him. And I thought that with Carey Price tonight. I mean, you, you watch him. He was even on some of the shots where the Jets did get traffic. Maybe Price didn't see it. Didn't matter. In perfect positioning. And yeah, I mean, what else do you say? He posts a shutout uh, in game two. And, you know, the Jets are you know going to Montreal licking their wounds. All right. So the Winnipeg Jets lost an offensive hockey game in game one. They lost a defensive hockey game, which became a goalie battle in game two. How do the Jets beat the Canadians four times in the next five? Yeah, it's a tall order for sure. Uh, You know, what they need is a top line to work. They need their power play to start working again. They need Connor Hellbuck to still continue to kind of play the way he has. I mean, if you look at game one, I would suggest to you that none of those goals were really on Connor Hellebuck, and a lot of them were just on breakdowns from the Jets, uh, you know, in front of them. Um, so, you know, I think you need Connor Hellebuck to play the same way that he did against Edmonton in the first round, and the same way that he did tonight. But you got to get him some run support, and part of that's going to be the chaos in front of Carey Price, because like you get, we just talked about, if he saw it, he's not going to, you know, he, and even you know, I, I'm kind of going against my own point here, even yeah. though he doesn't. But here's the thing. The Jets need to be on, you know, it, they have to be hounding on those rebounds, on on the pucks that get, you know, uh, struck down in the slot or a uh, block shot. There's got to be second and third chances, and the Jets didn't get very many of those at all tonight, and that's part of the problem. There just wasn't enough chaos in front of Carey Price to make him, uh, you know, think, you know, more than once about where he needs to go, and, and that was a big problem. So it's going to start obviously with one game. You you got to find that confidence again that you can score, that you can beat Carey Price. I mean, Carey Price, is he sucks the life out of teams, right? Yeah. We, we saw it against Toronto. I mean, this is a guy who, you know, basically after the Leafs go up 3-1 in that series, Carey Price shuts it down. And, and you know, that is something that we've yeah. seen Connor Hellebuck be able to do here in Winnipeg. Um, and you obviously saw him, uh, you know, Carey Price do it. The Jets got to get to him. I'm going to bring up a name. So we know that Hellebuck has to continue to play great. I'm going to look at the forwards for Winnipeg. Minus Shifley. We talked about Dubois. I'm going to give you four names. Dubois is one. Wheeler is the second. No particular order. Ehlers is the third. And Connor's the fourth. If one of those guys is going to step up, step, step up in game three, really grab the bull by the horns, which one of the four is it going to be in a why? I think it's Nikolai Ehlers. Um, I think Nikolai Ehlers had a better game. So game one wasn't his best. Game two, I thought he was flying tonight. Um, he was in. He was, you know, it, here's a guy who the Jets really trust mm-hmm. um, to zone in exits, zone entries, uh, you know, making sure the Jets can get the puck in deep and, and hold it there to start getting that transition going or the, you know, it, yeah, the transition, the offensive zone going and start to produce chances. I think we saw more of that tonight. Um, Nick Ehlers looked like he was engaged again after, you know, having nine days off. 
Um, I, I think he's the guy. I mean, he's the guy. I, I think they need to go back to their second power play unit, which was so effective in the second round uh, once Ehlers returned from injury in game three. Um, I, I think there's a couple things there, but I think it all starts with Nick Ehlers because they need somebody, especially when Kyle Connor's not putting it in the back of net. Here's a guy who's scored 30 goals in the last four years straight, but they need Nikolai Ehlers to start playing that dominant game that he was been playing throughout the regular season and obviously in games three and four of the first round, um, and we didn't see that in game one, started to see a little shades of it in game two. Game three, it has to come together. Not only did the power play not score in a couple of attempts they had, and we talked about the fact the power play is not the power play minus Shifley, they went 0 for 2. The game-winning goal of game two is actually a shorthanded goal by the Canadians. I mean, that's the double whammy right there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that's... Yeah, the, you know, the Jets simply just can't allow some of these mistakes to happen. The Eric Stahl breakweight, when you, it, it, like, I get it. Like, you know, it's 10 seconds to go. You're probably thinking, okay, we're just going to get to the, the intermission. But, I mean, Eric Stahl, like, don't get me wrong. I mean, Eric Stahl is not the fastest guy, but he can't be beating Josh Morrissey like he did there. And, yeah. and that's part of the problem, right? I mean, just these lapses, right? These lapses will kill you in the playoffs. And, you know, you guys saw it against Toronto. Um, we saw it here against Edmonton. Uh, you know, it, it's, yeah, I, I, you know, it, it, the Jets have to figure out. The, so and you guys may not have seen a, a lot of the games in round one. The Jets figure out a way to play such a, a tight-knit team game. Yeah. It is missing in these first two games, and that's a huge problem right now, and they need to find that, and they need to find it soon because we all know yeah. you go three down, only I think it's four teams have ever come back from three nothing down. And I don't have any confidence the Jets can do that if they you know who is. Um, he's Scott Bellick. I'm Tony Marinero. It's a sick podcast, and the show, of course, is brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Go to myessentia.com/sickpod and see why Essentia is the mattress of choice for many athletes, including over 25 percent of professional hockey players. Use code SICKPOD for a free pillow with your purchase. Essentia, of course, beyond organic sleep. Um, you know, I, I take a look at that hockey game tonight, of course. And uh, one goal separates the two teams. So now the Canadians have won the defensive game. Like I said, they've won the offensive game. And uh, I, I really, th- you know, that the duel that I thought was really effective tonight was, and you know this guy well, was Shea Weber and Ben Sherratt. Yep. Their exits out of the zone, as much as Winnipeg tried to get in, the puck was going out all the time. Didn't you think Weber and Sherratt were colossal in game two? Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, and even though, you know, Shea Weber takes that penalty in the game, I, I don't think yeah. it's – here's the thing. You know, Ben Sherratt knows this team, obviously. He's played here for several years before for, for joining the Canadians a couple of seasons ago. Um, he, he's, he's blossomed into a defenseman that is so strong. Like, it, it's hard to – it's hard – you know, I think if the Chets would have known back then that Sherratt would turn into this guy – and don't get me wrong. I mean, he's playing with Shea Weber – Shea Weber is obviously, a, a, you know, an incredible defenseman. But yeah. I think I think Ben Schrock kind of holds his own now, and so they have these kind of two twin towers, you know, big dudes on the back end. They're hard to play against. I remember. See, here's the thing about Ben Schrock: the Jets it, it, in 27-18 when they went to Western Conference Finals, Ben Schrock was Ben Schrott was integral because of his uh, his size, his physicality. The Jets were known as a physical team that year, and Ben Schrock was a big part of that. Um, and yeah, and like you said, I mean, just being able to break out of the zone, all that stuff, you know, when the Jets were dumping the puck in as much as they were tonight, 
when you can make that quick outlet pass, when you, you can, and obviously, and give Carey Price a lot of credit here too. That guy stops a lot of, of, of pucks from coming in, a lot yeah. of defense from, from getting hit because he moves the puck so well. And Connor Hellbuck, that's maybe his one lacking thing in his repertoire is the ability to kind of move the puck to his defenseman that well. And, and so I think it, it starts too with Carey Price at times where he's just moving that puck around to the defenseman. The defenseman can make that quick outlet pass, maybe where, you know, wherever it needs to go, and then they're out of the zone and moving the other way. But like you said, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I thought they were just they, they were very good tonight. I mean, there's no there's no way to kind of put it. I mean, the, the, the Canadians just played a really good game. Scott, before I let you go in ending here, when are you expecting some of Winnipeg's injured players to come back? You have any information on that? Yeah. So Paul Stasny, and, and again, we don't always know because it's the playoffs, obviously. But um, Paul Stasny, he, he took the morning skate this morning. And so he was a game time decision. Obviously, didn't pan out for him. Um, but to me, that sounds like he's getting a little closer. Um, so it, Paul Maurice said after the game, Jets head coach uh, Paul Maurice said after game two here that um, it, it, he's a possibility for game three. Read into that, which you will. Um, but I, I think he's closer than than anybody else. Dylan DeMello will not be back for a little bit. He's kind of more week to week than anything. Um, so other than that, um, it, it's probably just Paul Stasny. Now, don't get me wrong. Paul Stasny coming to the lineup is a huge boon for the Jets. The Jets, all four of their lines were affected tonight. They moved guys around to try and compensate for Shifley being out and Stasny being out. Uh, Paul Stasny also brings in just a lot of uh, veteran presence, experience, all those things. Um, they need him, and they need him back for Game 3. Yeah, and he plays well versus the Canadians. Hey, I hope you had as much fun with this as I did. Thanks so much. Yeah, anytime, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you, Scott. All right, now we're going to go to my buddy Cash, who's going to try and make us some. Money! It's time for Sick Picks, brought to you by MyBookie. And you can place your bets on MyBookie. Go to mybookie.ag slash the sick podcast and use code SICKPICKS for a 50% deposit bonus. Bet, win, get paid. He's at Run My Bets. My friends, he is my buddy Cash. Cash, make us some. What do you got, my man? Hey, guys. I have uh, two picks for you guys tomorrow and then the day after. Uh, first game, guys, we're looking at all NBA right now, guys. NBA, we're firing in all cylinders, 50 units in the last 60 days. If you bet $100 a unit, that's $5,000 in profit right there. No lie, guys, 50 units in the last 60 days. Let's start with tomorrow's game, guys. Bucks and Nets. I have a huge play posted, a huge premium winner. I'm going to give you guys a little taste of it. James Harden under 27 and a half points. Player prop, I really like this prop, guys. James Harden averaging 24, 24 and a half, 25. A lot of people think he's going to have a big game. I don't, guys. He's going to be mainly a distributor in this series. He's going to be guarded most likely by Drew Holiday, one of the premier defenders in the league. Look at his total under 27 and a half. Expect more of a scoring load on Kyrie and Kevin Durant. I do not expect James Harden's points to be skyrocketing. His assists is another story, but look at the under for his points. My second bet for you guys is on Sunday. We're looking at the Atlanta Hawks and the Philadelphia 76ers. The 76ers are out on Embiid. Embiid is not going to be active for game one. The Hawks are only two and a half point underdogs. Take the two and a half with the Hawks, guys. You can even lay the money line if you want, plus 120. I like the Hawks. Without Embiid, I just don't see the 76ers team getting it done in the series. If he comes back, yes, I like the 76ers. But at the moment, I wouldn't put my money on them. I like the Hawks. I like their starting five. Get me the cash. Get me to the window, guys. Let's get this. 
All right, my man, thanks for doing that. Once again, the Montreal Canadiens beat the Winnipeg Jets by a score of one to nothing. 30 stops for Carey Price. He picks up the shutout. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Beyond organic sleep.